What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, Episode 1 again. Guys, I'm at Riff Marks, at WTR, the show. With me today to go through WWE, Raw, and SmackDown, the other half of the Ironics. We got Kibler on the Rocks. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Yeah. I'm doing. Let's see, Tara looks like Bishop's already in the chat. Says he was about to start painting, so he says to be sure to he's gonna hang hang tight for some of these terrible takes. Um, I wonder what he's painting. I don't really wanna paint the town red. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah, could be, could be. Yeah. Kevin, you're painting in shorts brown. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Hanging in there. Yeah, me too. Feeling good. So they, uh, J- John Cena said today that he's gonna do some sort of a. He's got some sort of drink out now that's like his recipe of like a, an old fashioned that this one particular brand. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, like Thomas Byrne or something like that. And uh, he's doing a meet and greet for 100 people where he's going to sign a bottle of it in San Diego. And it said, like, oh, follow the link below and go go figure it out, right? And so I followed the link, did the thing, and I got, like, an email. It's like, you're confirmed. You know, here's your uh, reservation. Not even reservation. Here's the details. And uh, when I look at it, it goes, like, uh, we'll only be available to the first 100 people that arrive. And I was like. Oh, so it's not even. Yeah, so yeah. then we signed. We waited like two hours and signed up again, just to see. And another one of those like you're confirmed. And I was like, Fuck, anyone who's on the newsletter is confirmed. Right. I don't know. Part of me is thinking about going to San Diego and just getting down there at three in the morning, and being like, I could sit here for twelve hours. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you gotta take one of those portable jobs. You don't even have to leave mine. I just wear a diaper. Yeah, right, I don't need it. You know what I mean? Just bring a change of underwear. Yeah. So every time I piss or shit, I just change it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Make it, keep, it, keep it simple. Just a time. When is it? The chat. Hmm? So when is it? Uh, it's um, Tuesday. It's coming up Tuesday. That's random. Yeah, it is. Like in the middle of the day when everyone's working and shit. Yep, 3 p.m., which makes me think that there may be a shot. I don't know, 100 people, dude. That's not much. That is not much. What's the unemployment rate in California? Yeah, we got to look that up. In we San Diego. Clever. <laughs> figure out where it's at. Figure out how I can sneak in. Uh, looks like the name is uh, Thomas Ashburn is the, the name of the scene, the drink maker. Nice. Okay, speaking of drinks, what are you drinking? What's in your glass, man? I'm going for a truly. Keep it refreshing. Because it's hot as hell. 
in the desert again. Dude, I've been trying to get my car fixed for days, and I keep having to walk all over town in the middle of the day. I think yeah, I'm getting quite a terrible. tan, but it makes me thirsty, and I'm sore as hell. It's doing a lot of walking. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm having a little bit of slain Irish whiskey. This shit's triple casked. I love it, dude. I've been finding it at different bars. I've been finding it at different grocery stores at this point. When I first had it, I thought it was like some sort of top shelf thing. It tastes almost like a scotch. It's so so robust in its flavoring. It's like a twenty or twenty five dollar bottle. Like I couldn't believe it. So now I keep it in the house at all times. So I'm just putting them over. Slain Irish whiskey, triple casked. Sponsor, not sponsored. There you go. Right up in there. Uh, I'm tired, man. I've been the sun's been beating the shit out of me for days. Uh, I got a question for you. I wanted to get your take on this because I got no other news. No other news. That was my news. Is that there's a John Cena booze, and if we can't meet him to get him to sign a bottle, we should probably try it at some point, anyways. But I mean, I have a feeling that's in the cards probably in the cards it probably will be tough to see yeah 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 <laughs> remember you can get to the bottom of the bottle just never give up that's a good point never give up okay uh, <laughs> i gotta i gotta so as an overall concept here the triple h era in full effect we are i think despite what some notable names in the community who have very large platforms want to say because they've been really i've been watching it's been so funny to me my people was like i don't know i don't see a difference at all okay well you never watched it to begin with then the differences between raw and smackdown individually and collectively since triple h took over to me is pretty drastic there's a lot of similarities obviously but there's been a germ dramatic shift in feeling in pacing in story arcing the even in in the promos i feel like i've felt a difference in all of that would you agree or no um i mean yeah i think yeah everything i think to me from top to bottom has changed and it might be because one thing changed which makes us view something else differently Mm -hmm. but it just seems fresh and new like across the board we're excited about it i you know the crowd is reacting differently it feels like obviously we haven't been to uh well i haven't been to a live event since you know the triple h era but i'm excited to go to one again not that you know like just to see the different feel and you know yeah i i think these idiots that saying they don't see a change. I don't know who you're referring to, but it seems like they're kind of anti WWE across the board. Like just to start with, I think it's another thing too, that I noticed with uh, people who have this issue with NXT 2.0, the amount of people was like, well, now that triple H took over. Can we get like a NXT 3.0 that's closer to black and gold? Cause this 2.0 thing doesn't work for me at all. And I was like, look, the, the one thing that NXT cannot do is book the fans to not watch with extreme prejudice. Mm-hmm. And so if you have not given NXT 2.0 a chance at all, and your thought to fix it is to overhaul it and reverse it back entirely, 
then you're missing even all the good between, you know, you're missing the forest through the trees, right? Like, yeah, this one thing might be an issue. This one storyline might not be clicking. This one person may be struggling and getting a little bit better, maybe too slow for your liking. But to just flat out say like 0% of it is good, you're watching it with extreme prejudice. It's just not what you want it to be, and they cannot book that for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel, like, and I feel like there's a similar concept with what people are doing with watching WWE, where I think people are watching it now, like Raw and SmackDown, almost more forgivingly with this idea of like we're letting Triple H transition. And I think the fans are starting to watch with more fun in mind. So people like you and me have always enjoyed it. We've not like yeah. this, that, or the other thing, but it feels refreshing to us who've always enjoyed it because we feel the difference because we're always looking for the positives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That yeah. we find more positives now more than ever. And we keep, and because we like watch it, you know, with this, this highlighted concept, you know, like, it's easier for us to see the, these little shifts and changes. The whole Dexter Loomis storyline. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever seen anything played out quite like that, at least not for a long time. You know? Yeah, where they're like, yeah, I think mean, I like the way they're doing it too. Like, where they're, you know, giving nods and still like, hey, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. And was it, it was on Raw, right? Where yeah. he jumps over the barricade and, yeah, almost kills Corey apparently. Mm-hmm. And you know they were just like he's like oh that's Dexter Loomis and uh, Corey's like don't even give him the satisfaction of saying his name yeah. or something to that effect. The time and, of day, you know. Yeah, so. and I mean he normally reserves that for people that do hijack the shows, but you don't actually say their name because mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I think it's great. And then we're obviously seeing returns of people who we never thought would quite make it. I know a lot of people are really saying that Ciampa's new direction is strictly a Triple H thing, that it would not have been that same direction with Vince. Um, I don't know how I feel about Ciampa specifically. What's up? Doesn't it start with Vince, him being with the Miz? Yeah, that's what what kind of I was getting at, is that because of the trajectory with Vince already kind of in motion that way, it's tough Mm. for me to say. Like... Sure, it's possible they could have, you know, dropped the ball, started jobbing him out, but it felt like he was building, right? And I feel like that maybe this is slightly faster than maybe it was originally thought out, but I don't know that I feel like it's entirely like it was downhill until, except for Triple H showing up and now he's a force, and I I just don't know. Um, And we'll talk about it when we get there, but but Shayna has clearly seen a turn since coming back. Uh... There's, I mean, even the idea of, of EO and Dakota coming back all together, Dexter coming back all together, like carrying Cross, taking a whole different turn with his character. We'll talk about that too on SmackDown, even kayfabing that promo the way he did. So we're going to break all that down, obviously, when we get to those things. But what I want to ask you about is clearly with a lot of these shifts, a lot of these changes of like, we want this to look different, carrying Cross calling them the chosen ones and stuff, and then drew talking about that drew's fiery promo kevin being like i almost forgot who i was but i've you know i've I've known and all of that all of that signifies a whole lot of real new kayfabe era sort of like let's blur the lines a little bit of what we knew what we don't something that the characters uh and the fan base who doesn't read all the dirt sheet stuff or know all the behind the scenes um can still absolutely understand and get behind but the people who are quote smart 
feel the little wink and the nod coming their way, you know? With that in mind, that this new Triple H is doing all this, we're only a couple months away from Survivor Series, buddy. Yes. Do you think... Yes. That we get... (laughs) Yes. For the first time in a long time... Yes. A Survivor Series... It is not brand versus brand. I sure fucking hope. I think there's a really good chance we don't do it. Or I would say in the event we end up with brand versus brand just to not muddle up too much because maybe he likes the champion versus champion thing. I don't know, right? Maybe we get a couple teams that aren't necessarily brand versus brand. Maybe we get a couple teams that are champs versus champs. Maybe we do just do Raw versus SmackDown. I feel like he wouldn't do it without stakes. I feel like that this Survivor Series is going to be one to look at to really get a feeling for where's Triple H's mind as far as shifting things that we've been seeing. I mean, you've said it a hundred times, dude. I think starting on episode one, if I'm not mistaken. Now that we're on episode uno. Yeah. In the long time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean... We do need the traditional Survivor Series. And I think, like you said, I think you can still do brand versus brand a little bit, but blur the lines. And with that, I think you do also have a few NXT appearances. Yeah. You know, maybe not full-blown call-ups. And, you know, you can have, as everyone likes to call it, excuse me, some storylines starting to create with NXT people and then, you know, long-term booking. And when they come up, Hey, we already have a history. Remember when this happened, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think triple H would, you know, can do that and can pull it off. I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, if it wasn't just brand versus brand, but it also involved NXT. We started seeing a lot of triple matches again, like the one time they did it. I could also see Triple H not having NXT sweep the whole thing this time. <laughs> 100%. You can't do that. That, like, just looking at NXT, especially then, I know they were trying to make them their own entity, but they were supposed to be, like, the farm, the beginning, you know, the farm system, sorry. And they swept it just made the main roster look really bad <laughs> yes main roster look like shit. yeah I'm like wait this is supposed to be what they're thriving for yeah but the, yeah and hopefully they do have some stipulations like you know hey if you win survivor series you know you're in line for this or that or whatever you know yeah, maybe some sort of if you're a sole survivor for your team, you get a title shot. You're last in the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. You're you're first up for draft or some shit. Or you're suddenly a free agent and you get to decide what show you want to go to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe you won the team Raw, but you've really wanted to go to SmackDown because you got a fucking issue with Shinsuke and you're you can't wait to finish that that up. You know what I mean? Like, you could yeah. do some off the wall, like non-detrimental shifts and story change while still making these things mean something that's a little bit a little bit different than just bragging rights that no one brags about that's the other thing i was going to say was that that i think one of the things we could have we could have an issue with this time 
and I think it was last time too, the, or the last couple of times, the bragging rights bullshit only works when you have two GMs on each show. Adam mm-hmm. Pierce and Sonya Deville have been joint GMs, authority figures, whatever. At this point, it's strictly Adam Pierce, but also since Triple H has taken over, Adam Pierce has not been much of an on- on-screen character. You know? Yeah, I don't think I've seen him once. Uh, in this last <laughs> Raw, you could see him talking to security behind an interview that was happening, and then they all ran off, and that was when they went and found Dexter. But yeah, but yeah, but I mean, he hasn't—he hasn't had the mic. He hasn't done anything like yeah. you know. They show him the back, yeah, but because I think he was didn't he also come out with? Was it when Ronda was attacking everybody this week? I don't remember seeing him on that. Maybe not. It was a bunch of security. You know, what's also funny is I was at that WrestleMania ticket party uh, and I was backstage and Adam Pierce was there for a little bit and then he just wasn't there and he didn't come out on the stage or anything. So I'm sure he's got other responsibilities and that's why he was there, right? Is, hey, you're here to get things going and stuff. But I was honestly surprised by when I saw him, I was like, oh shit, he's still around. Cool. Because I was starting to get worried. I was like, what the fuck's going on with him, man? Like. Was he that much of a Vince guy, you know? Yeah. But he was the only thing I, and we never saw him after, like, 10, 15 minutes. For sure. The only thing that I thought would have been great was, because that was the kickoff for the tickets being on sale, right? Correct. So he should have been out there and been like, it's official. Tickets are on sale. I'll just walk good. away. That'd be good. That's all you had to do, man. It's official. <laughs> you didn't do it. Missed opportunity. Also missed opportunity for uh, Gabriel Iglesias. I told him such. I thought that when he was on stage with Dominic, that that's when Dominic was going to turn. <laughs> Start their <laughs> program so we get Dominic versus Fluffy at WrestleMania. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I actually went over to Fluffy after after that, and I was like, oh, I thought Dom was going to turn on you out there, and that was going to set up your Mania match. And he goes, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. So I just, I mean, it occurred to me all of a sudden. I was like, oh shit, we might get a different Survivor Series. I'm more excited for Survivor Series this year than I've been in a number of years. Strictly, not even for the pay per view, but for the answers we'll get before the pay per view. <laughs> What is this going to look like? Like, I'm anxious to know what Survivor Series will look like because I feel like for the first time in a long time, we really don't know. It's been really safe to say for the past five, six years, you're getting brand versus brand, champion versus champion. So then you get excited by who's champion, right? Oh, maybe we'll get Gunther versus uh, Bobby Lashley. That could be fucking sick. And you get kind of excited, right? But right now we're like, well, I don't know what we're getting. This could be real cool. Roman versus Roman? Yeah. Oh, Roman versus Roman is going to be so good, dude. Uso versus Uso. Yep, the Uso's How hilarious themselves. if they did that. Yeah. It's Jimmy versus Jay. Yeah, Jimmy versus Jay. <laughs> yeah. Guest referee, honorary, Uso, Sami Zayn. Right? But, yeah, I mean, like, this Survivor Series, like, they have, you know, like you said, it's the potential of what's out there. You know, and... Like you said, for the five, past five or six years, we knew exactly what was going to happen. And the only thing that kind of made it exciting was when there was a sudden change of champion. 
but then it was so obvious right beforehand. We're like, all right, you just wanted so and so for so and so. Like, you could have done that a couple months ago. Yeah. <laughs> when it was gender, remember we were pissed. When was Brock. AJ, yeah, we're like, Brock's gonna kill him. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and then AJ won it. We're like, no, but yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as he wins it, we're like, yeah, oh, no. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, run. <But>, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, and truthfully, just as excited for Survivor Series as I'm excited for Night in the Castle. I don't think I've ever been this excited for one. For Castle, Clash of the Castle? Yeah, whatever the fuck it's Yeah, this is the most excited know. I've ever been for Clash of the Castle myself. I just fucking still despise that name. I cannot. I never fucking remember it. It's not. It's and, not great. Every time I say Clash, I want to say Clash of Champions. Yes. I'm surprised there's not calling it Clash of Champions at the castle. Clash of Champions, Clash of the Titans. Like, there's too many clashes. The Clash. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. They really. I didn't. <laughs> they should have done Quake by the Castle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> AEW <laughs> just to quake by the lake. You might not know that. Yeah, I did. Because they have Sorry. to rhyme everything. And, yeah, they yeah. do. Have to rhyme it. I don't know why you'd have to call it a castle thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah, I didn't love it. I thought you could have. I mean, you could have called it so many random. You could have called it Judgment Day. You know what I mean? Like, you could have, like. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think instead of having a separate pay per view, I think it would have been great if they had. I'm trying to remember. July's pay-per-view or August pay-per-view. Well, not, well, they keep switching them. But even Hell in the Cell. Not Hell in the Cell. Well, you could have done Hell in the Cell, but just a normal pay-per-view just over there. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would have been terrible. Yeah. They could have also, I mean, it could also just been a... a, a... Great Balls of Fire too. Yeah. Over the Pond. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like fucking... I don't... It didn't need to rhyme... Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just I'm shitting on it, but I don't hate it. Just in time in the chat does say should have just called it Castlemania. That would have worked for me, man. That would have worked. Wasn't that a video game? Castle Slam. Oh yeah, Castlemania. Great Nintendo game. You're a drag a little Dracula guy. You're hunting the vampires with your whip. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Like a wet noodle, right? Yep. Wet noodle them. Yeah, they could have just called it Beans on Mash. WWE. Yeah. You know. I mean, Cheese and yeah. onions. WWE in the UK. Okay. Yeah. I am excited. I actually do think uh, The Clash is going to be probably pretty cool, and I do think that Survivor Series, I'm more excited to know what the build is going to be. I think this, though, before we move on and talk to shows, I do think... I've said it in the last couple episode ones that we had right before Survivor Series. I think there is it is the so far being the brand split one. It is the most casual fan friendly pay per view every year. That a lot of people think it's the Rumble, but it's not. The Rumble is a lot more for hardcore fans. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the more hardcore fan you are, the more likely you are to say that your favorite pay per view of the year is Rumble, not Mania, right? The reason I think that Survivor Series is, as it stands with brand versus brand, uh, 
it's the easiest one to invite your friends over who don't watch wrestling often. They maybe watch it once, twice a year when they happen to be at your house. It's the easiest one for them to watch and digest. Oh, the two champions are going to fight? Okay, I'll watch two champions fight. I get that. They're both champions, right? Oh, this team is is five people on SmackDown, and the other guy's five people, and they're only on SmackDown and Raw? And you're like, yep, that's just the show. They're on like, oh. And as they watch it and they start deciding, hey, I'm really liking all these Raw guys. Maybe I'll check out a Raw. They might not say I'm going to watch everything, but they might say, hey, next time Raw's on, I'll flip it on. Like, It's a lot easier to digest that you're just getting a taste of what these shows have to offer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you talk over the commentary, it doesn't matter because there's no story. There's usually not much story. So Rumble, Mania, massive stories, SummerSlam, massive stories, Survivor Series, little little to no story. So so part of me is kind of like, I want to, I kind of like seeing the champion versus champion thing, but maybe switch that up, especially like you said, with Roman and the Usos doing the thing. Maybe we don't do it that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do it. You can do it several different ways. I mean, yeah, or, it's interesting. Or maybe that, you do some and some and some. You know, maybe you have uh, the U.S. and the Intercontinental fight, but you don't talk about the tag or the world. You know what I mean? Or you have a world championship match. Actually, you have a match that's worth something. You could do triple threat, where the first pin is the world title, second pin's universal, something like that. <laughs> they've done that well, before on just... unified titles you know what i mean like where it's like yeah. both are on the oh, line yeah. and whoever pins first is for this thing then we're yeah. immediately in a double triple threat for the next one and you might walk yeah. away with a double champion you might walk away with a different double champion or you might walk out with two champions yeah. like you could still do that you know and yeah. have one raw and one smackdown guy in the triple threat with roman yeah you know like you could or even just a straight you know one-on-one that's stupid <laughs> but I mean, when was the last time anything was up for grabs at Survivor Series? Besides quote unquote bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember before you you would have, you know, the Survivor Series matches, and then you would have also some championship matches. Yeah. And they could do that. They, instead of doing US versus IC, you could have the US IC, you know, Undisputed World Universal I-10 Champion, whatever the fuck they're calling it nowadays. They're calling it one thing, then it needs to be one belt. Yeah. yeah but, see what they'll do. but, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I think it's cool to speculate, and it was fun to, to, to think about when I was just kicking back and thinking about it. Uh, you want to talk some SmackDown? Talk a little smack yeah. down. Smack it down. I smack it down now. Let me see. How'd the fucking SmackDown open up? I know. It open up great. I know. The way that this fucking site is that I'm looking at, it's all fucking out of order. Oh, my God. I mean, it just starts with the fucking Drew stuff. I got to go back to writing my own notes, man. So it's going to do... This you maybe. are going back to episode one. Yeah. I think it started with the women. It did. Yeah. It started with the women's tag match. Raquel, yeah. Aaliyah, Shotzi, and Zaya. Wasn't there any? Wasn't there some buildup before that? I feel like there was. I'm gonna put it on right now in the back. Was it the IC like promo, like how great the IC belt is? No, that definitely came a little bit later. Yeah. That was about 20 minutes in. Cause I had to rewatch the thing today, but I didn't. 
I was I was only like 25 minutes in, so I know it happened after the 25 minutes, but it was like a week ago that I watched 25 minutes of it. So I'm gonna do this, and then we'll find out where what started it. But yeah, as far as the match goes, let's talk that, and then I'll circle back. <laughs> it's only episode one, man. Nothing to worry about. Nobody, everyone just have a drink. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like Shanti and Zaya as a team, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Raquel and Aaliyah, dude, like, I know they're really trying to push Raquel as, like, the top. Yeah, Raquel walked out first. That's the first thing you see, Raquel smiling, waving. And she's a beast, dude. She was backstage walking around. At one point, she put on heels. She just tower, towered over everybody, dude. She's big. She is super tall, super jacked, look great, super nice. But that's like her whole story. So it's like, okay. Yeah, they, yeah. I I love that they're pushing her great, you know, cool. But we need some substance. Yeah. We need just something. We you know, we've talked about it a few times, like you know, any kind of backstory. Yeah. You and know? so it was just kind of a bummer because I felt like I mean, and she was her timing was a little off here and there, but I thought overall the match was very good, and yeah. it was really cool to see it open up for the tournament. I'm really excited about this tournament, but I'm not sure how it's going to play out, dude. Especially with Natty and and Shayna. No, it's not Shayna. Who's Natty with? It's, Tamina. Um, no, it's not Tamina. Tamina. No, it's uh, what's her name? Uh, God damn it! They're screwing me up. This is going great. I should have just brought Justin on. He probably would remember. <laughs> I'll just send him a link. Oh, fuck, was it? Hold on. I'm pulling and finding it. Uh, here we go. Sonya Deville. Nat- Natalia yeah. and Sonya Deville. He was an MMA person. But yeah. Their match good. is against Nikita and Zoe in Ontario. It's going to be in Canada. So then I go, maybe they do have Natty win. Because <laughs> before I was all like, all right, Nikita and Zoe, it'll be great because they'll win that match and then it'll show that they're like a force and people should be paying attention to them and maybe people watch NXT and then they'll maybe lose in the semifinals. Or if you really want to make a statement about NXT, let them get all the way to the finals and lose. And so people go, oh shit, we got to watch those two, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's in Canada. I still so think they're going like, to do that. You still think they will? Yeah. I don't think it being in Canada matters at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the sentiment is there, but at the same time, if I think they can play off the sentiment and create a storyline between Sonya and Natty. Yeah. And Sonya could use it. But you know. Honestly, like, I mean, because we've seen Sonya in a number of matches where we keep going, like, she's not that smooth. Like, you kind of expect a little bit more. And then sometimes she has matches where it's absolutely incredible, and sometimes it's real choppy. Like, her being in a story with Natty could be good for, for Sonya, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, I just back. think... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, just, you know, just because it's in Canada, I don't think... I don't think it's going to matter at all. But just, it, Natty loses a lot in Canada. Okay, and use that on Starkly. 
or you just give her a win that doesn't really matter because the tag team champions aren't going to be on that side of the bracket either way. Yeah. Well, wasn't there supposed to be a Mania in Toronto? Or was uh, that SummerSlam? No, it was... I don't know. I think you're right. I remember when they announced... Soon, though, yeah, because yeah, I think it, when they mentioned the Dallas one, Toronto was in for something. Yeah. But anyways, you know, you have a pay-per-view there, and there's Natty's payoff. That's true. You can do that. Or whatever. Says, after I what mean, happened last night, I doubt Sonya and Natty are going to win now. What the fuck happened last night? Oh, did they show up on NXT? I, mean, I haven't finished NXT, but I don't think so. Oh, I mean, Zoe lost. So she's not the champion anymore. Because I thought that it would be really cool if she won as if she won the, the championship and then shows up vying for the tag championships with her NXT championship. I mean, you could use this to call them up. You could have Nikita and Zoe win this whole tournament, and that's their call-up. And you could have them beat, like, an Alexa and Asuka, and that would be fine. I don't want them to beat Io and Dakota, but I also don't see how you walk out of this without D- Dakota and Io taking the whole thing. Double disqualification. Double disqualification. Uh, uh, Raquel and Aaliyah, I could see them going the whole way. They're but pushing that. And as much as they were talking about it, you know, you know, uh, Raquel being the big, strong one and Aaliyah being the quick one, they're, yeah. you know, they make a perfect tag team. I'm like, uh, I don't know. They're basically big cast and, and Enzo. I think they were going for Brett and well, I guess Brett wasn't Sean uh, Diesel. Yeah. yeah, not exactly, but yeah. But I mean, there because this is the problem that I had with you know, and don't get me wrong, I love Oscar and Alexa. That was the problem I had with them winning yes. their match to set up because now we're just going to have them and then a triple threat, and to me, that's like you're, you know, at least one person short of a great Survivor Series match. Yeah. Yep. You know, but... Yeah, I agree. Okay. And then also, I didn't like Alexa and Oscar. I mean, Alexa, when I first saw that in the beginning, Alexa, Oscar against Nikki and Dewdrop, I was pretty upset because I was like, those are the two longest tenured teams on this whole bracket. And the first... The first one you're going to have them against each other so we're going to immediately eliminate one of the longest tenured and then the yeah. ones that they eliminate and, is and the longest tenured yeah and I was going to say and Alexa and Asuka were never they did stuff together but they weren't mm-hmm. ever like truly a tag team exactly and, and you know Dewdrop and Nikki like if you would have said this you know two months ago we would be like oh Dewdrop and Nikki's the only tag team in here you know, they should, they're, they're going to win it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I am liking these matches. I do like seeing all these women get TV time. Uh, I like that they're not mm-hmm. rushing through it. Uh, they're letting them have the time on matches where, like I said, Tamina and Dana against EO and Dakota last week did not need as much time as it got. It was just cool that they got the yeah. first time. Well, and it's nice that it's a tournament, but it's, it's a long, drawn-out tournament. Yes. Do you think is Class of the Castle this weekend or next weekend? I think it's next weekend. I do not think it's this weekend. 
look it up. Because you could feasibly postpone the triple threat with Bailey, even though we want to see Bailey in the ring. But just say, hey, the women's tag title is going to be at Clash of the Castle, the finish of the tournament. You know, we it's can't do this triple threat it. anymore. It's September 3rd. Yeah, it's not this Saturday. It's not the next Saturday. It's the Saturday after that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know. know. But the right they're going, they haven't announced where the finals are going to be, right? Correct. Probably just going to be on whatever show. SmackDown, probably. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't know, but it was cool. I liked it. Uh, I do think that, I don't know, I feel like that we've seen a more invigorated Shotzi, and I want to see more Shotzi. I want to see more Zaya. Uh, even in the chat, Fabtina said, uh, where was it? Don't know why Shotzi and Zaya aren't getting more wins. I don't like that Zaya is constantly taking the pin. Like, yeah. Zaya Lee is the only one in that match that we watched to actually knock someone out with a spinning heel kick in the middle of an actual match. We know she is a beast. In yeah. NXT, I don't know if you saw the match or not, but she had a match with Mercedes Martinez. Does a spinning heel kick. Enough, yeah. And she just fucking fell like a willow tree. Mm-hmm. Like in UFC, it was a hard knockout. And yeah. it, I felt bad, but it also was like crazy to watch. When they zoomed in on Zaya's face, she was like looking angry because she's supposed to look mad and mean. And just tears yeah. are pouring down her face. She is, like, so scared that she just fucking wrecked someone. And I was like, oh, shit. But also, it was kind of badass looking. Like, like you want to talk about, I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but it's not only, you know, that. I mean, it's badass looking because somebody literally got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes Zaylee look like a fucking yeah. bad motherfucker. Besides her crying. <laughs> yeah. But but I did like seeing all of them. Uh let's see. This is also where we went to the carrying cross promo. And this one is where P- Cross really got to say his piece. Here's who I am, here's what I'm back. You want to talk about the bloodline? I'm gonna welcome you to the timeline because your time is up. Tick tock. He said that I wasn't one of the chosen ones. I was made to be lame to protect the chosen talking about Drew and Roman, which is why he came out and just just whoopee cushion Drew McInfart. It was so good last week. Yep. Good call. <laughs> just getting Drew out of there. Uh, what an amazing way, too, to say I was just thrown away, cast aside, like just chucked out, and so I bided my time. I waited for my moment, and I came back to strike. Like it was all in the plans for this crazy character. There was a whole lot of moments where I was watching and just kind of went, wow. Like, okay. Same one, Raw. We'll get to that. There's another promo that made me just say that a few times. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. Like, yeah. There is a way to blur the lines without really blurring the lines that just feels more raw. You know? Yeah. Like, it's not quite sunny days kind of comments, but it's this. Like, Drew's a little in your face about it. He tells you all the time he got fired. He doesn't yeah. ever want you to forget. I got fired and worked my way back. I get it. Great story. Cool. 
mm-hmm. but you're not really blurring a line anymore. It's just so fucking canon that every time you bring it up, it's another time we go, yeah, yeah, we're rehashing that, right? Like we know that. Yeah. Which is all. That was like so. 2020. Right. Yeah. This was your story in NXT too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right before you became a Robox, you didn't understand what they meant in commentating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, Terminator. We're trying oh, to I guess I'm made of robot parts all of a sudden. Oh. Yeah, we're we're trying to uh, completely block out 2020. That includes you, Drew. Yeah. We're bringing it up. But we'll get back to that later. So for, for <laughs> Cross to be able to, to spin the story this way of like, look, people know I got fired. People have seen me do <laughs> other stuff. People saw me on the indies get pissed when they used my WWE theme. Mm-hmm. There was a show they went to where he said, do not play that music. They said they, they said they found it. We got it. We pulled it up. He goes, don't use it. This is what I want you to use, a different one. And on his way out, they used it anyways. And he stopped and turned around and went back there. And you could just hear him being like, turn it off. And he's like, stop. And he's like, we'll never hear that again. Like he was fucking over it. Right. Mm-hmm. And people know this. So then to see the fucking bird, to see the lady, See the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a stinking cob. It was a caca. Yeah. Remember the old sting one they had out there where it did that? Kind of like a. Yeah. I think it'd be really great if it was like a real shitty, almost like a Drake Maverick or Leo Rush kind of a voice, just going like caca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shrill. Uh, yeah. But. This is the blurring the lines that I love, where he's like, let's feed into all of that and make that part of who I am. What am I if not the person who came on the scene big time in NXT, just got shit all over on the main roster, thrown behind a mask, strapped with metaphorical straitjacket suspenders on my gear, and made to look like a fool to keep me out of the scene that the chosen ones had to had to run. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't belong there because I said so, not because you don't. And this was him coming back saying, like, I've known I belong there, and I had to wait my time, and now I'm here to force myself into that scene. I thought it was so mm-hmm. fucking good, dude. I thought it was so good. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I went on a whole thing about it. But you, tell me what you thought about it. It's fine. Yeah, it was good. Thanks. No. Uh, yeah, it was great, like, he did, like you said, the Drew thing without being, looking for a pity party. Mm-hmm. You know, he, oh, poor me, look what I did, poor me. He, he's coming back, like, Drew did it too, but, like, using it as motivation, but, you know, the difference between the face and the heel, where Cross came out and was like, hey, I'm using this as motivation, like, I'm going to kill everyone, yeah. especially the Chosen, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm shooting for the top. Yep. You know, and yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was like, yes. This, you know, we've talked about it before about people not being able to cut good promos lately and be good on the mic. Um, you know, there's only a select few. And after this promo, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. WWE really didn't let this guy talk before, and they should. Yeah, he's got a vision that's going to work. And you could feel it in that one. You said, oh, he doesn't even have to win to be on that same trajectory. 
he also could yeah. win. Fabteen in the chat says, loved it, can totally see Carrion as a champ. I absolutely could. I think you mm -hmm. could believably take this version of Carrion and make a statement with him. Yeah, I mean, if you could push him and, you know, people will get behind him, like, you know, I think he could be the one to dethrone Roman. Like, he's coming in, he's, you know, got a lot of momentum, people are behind him. If you continue this, I can see him taking down Roman. I could, too, and this here's why I think you definitely could now versus before, and not even just in a character standpoint, but all of the chips on, on Roman, you could see events being like, no one, this guy's not ready, this guy's not ready, no one's ready, no one's there, no one's here, right? You could see a Triple H... <laughs> making the statement of saying he's the guy that we've been building towards, right? Yep. This is how you make someone is let them yeah. let them do this and then win, you know? Mm -hmm. But I also think that it was really awesome the way that you even like sort of you sort of said it, but then kind of backed it up a little bit was a uh, uh, the difference between Drew is I got fired, and so I worked, I worked out a lot, and I used it as motivation to keep doing what I was doing and hope to come back. Where Carrion's story was, I was thrown yeah, aside for no reason. Yeah, yeah I, I was thrown aside for no damn reason, and so I calculated a plan to come back and destroy. Like, it's kind of like the the origin story of an evil mastermind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that guy in Incredibles with the cape? Same, same. Damn it. I'm trying to remember his name. I don't know. I have no idea. <clears throat> he was Wonder Kid or Super Kid before that. <laughs> Super Kid. <laughs> <laughs> that was his origin story. Oh, maybe. Bishop in the chat says, Cross sucks, shit's whack. I mean, he's full of terrible takes. That's just what he does. Well, pretty terrible. Ah. I mean, it's almost a little bit of with terrible. It's almost like, what could I say that's terrible, terrible? Like that one. That's what it is. I hate puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, ugly puppy. But, yeah, I hate them all. But, uh... Oh, I was going to say. I think, like, when he's like, I'm a part of the timeline, and I know his whole thing, you know, the clock and the hourglass and stuff like that, TikTok. Like, the timeline faction would be badass. Like, almost everyone that was, like, cast aside, like, if Dexter Loomis was in it, and some of the more heel guys that were released, like, I think they could be, like, a badass faction. I think you could do a few things. I mean, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if uh, you put Koshida in it? Mm-hmm. I mean, his whole thing was, uh, he wasn't Time Splitter, but he was the, I mean, he was... Call him something with time. Time traveler. Yeah, he was yeah. like a time traveler. I mean, he's a Back to the Future guy, but like him and uh, another guy was attacking their time splitters. His whole thing was time, yeah. you know, the clock. Yeah. You, know? you could turn him evil and bring him in. Uh, we can fast forward a little bit uh, because we're on that same topic. I was noticing that a lot of what Shayna Baszler said in her promo against Liv was very Carrion esque. She said yeah. something about her time being up. She said, when I'm over your carcass, uh, 
fuck, she said one other phrase. I was going to write it down because I was like, holy shit. She said three things that were very much like a carrying thing. But talking about a carcass, talking about her time being up, and talking about... Um, It's slipping. She said, but she said something else. And then I thought I could see her in a timeline type thing. Mm-hmm. Being a little bit darker, a little more calculating, you know? And then you could have men and women in the faction, which, I mean, we were already doing with Judgment Day. You could do something on this side, which puts together a team yeah. that could go against the Judgment Day, which could be crazy. But I don't know if you'd want the two heel teams to go against each other. I mean, it'd be cool. It would be pretty cool. Uh, Drew McIntyre did a promo where, at, right after this, too, where he said that he'll put Cross in a graveyard, and then he kept talking about Roman Reigns. Uh, Scarlet came out, which she was then referred to by Michael Cole as as Carrion's Oracle, which was pretty fucking cool. I thought it was cool, but weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spooky. Yeah. Like, I mean, and weird in the fact that, you know, we know who she is. I know some people don't, but I think didn't he refer to her as his wife before? Not like recently. Like since being back, I thought somebody said something, either a commentator or you know. Well, she never showed up on the main roster, so even if that were true, like it wouldn't. No, no, I mean since the return and everything. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't think they used the term Oracle, but they did now, and I'm okay with that. No, no, I know, but I thought they literally, I thought they did. Maybe. Well, he might have been his Oracle, why not? Yeah. Are you saying your wife's not your Oracle? Dude, I'll fucking tell her you said that. No. She's like the exact opposite. (laughs) (laughs) First off, she'd have to Google it. Secondly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, but this did leave a spot open for the Usos to come out and attack Drew, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and then you had Usos kind of square off with Scarlet a little bit, talking some shit. She said uh, a little thing back and forth, too. Let me see. Send you back to the dungeon. Crawled out of. Uh, yeah, Uso looked at him and said, Tell your boy Carrying Cross that if he steps his tribal chief's blood, I'll put his ass down. And she said something to him back about. You tell. I was gonna say the same thing. She said something along the lines of, uh, "Like you tell your, you you tell Roman his time is his time is taking or something like shit like that." And I was like, "Ooh." I thought she's. I thought she said something like, "I was gonna tell you or give you the same message or say the same thing." I thought, but yeah. either way, that's cool too. I don't know. I'm yeah. Just... Uh, I didn't. I also thought that this kind of saved that whole promo segment. I felt like Drew was coming out real fucking weird and dumb, uh, walking around, dancing around, trying to be cocky and silly when he's not funny. Like I've said before, he comes off like such a pompous asshole. But like, like the popular kid in school that everyone wants to like him, so like they laugh at his jokes and they're not funny. The popular kid in school that. Things everyone likes. Oh, that could be. But yeah. Yeah. But when we get to and the have you noticed he hasn't? We haven't seen Angela in a minute. Yeah, he stopped bringing the sword out all the time, and I'm really happy about that. Real happy mm-hmm. about that. 
I want to see like a sledgehammer next to a broken engine. That'd be good. Well, Jinder broke the last time. He goes like, "Psych, that was a replica." Psych. Oh my god. Psych, stupid! You broke Vince's. <laughs> I can't believe you fell for it. Yeah. It's like fucking spaceballs. The oldest trick in the book. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see the Kofi and the Viking Raiders. So I guess Viking Raiders next week are going to do some sort of like a ceremonial funeral to the New Day. This is kind of a wild uh, uh, rivalry, given that most of the New Day is out injured. Yeah, no, it's one on two. It's, it's weird. We thought I thought somebody was going to step in for Woods or Biggie while they. Yeah. Somebody. We're out. You think this is where Woods returns is during the funeral? I think so. I don't think he was around. Undertaker-ish. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool if he came out dressed like the Undertaker. Purple gloves and shit. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious. Are they gonna do it like in the arena? Because you know, Viking funerals, you send them off on a boat and land them on fire. Like, what if he rises out of the fire like in a, like a phoenix? That'd be cool. Like Aleister Black. Like fucking rising. I was going to say, or like Edge. No, he just came up from the fire, but like Aleister was like raised up on that platform. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's way creepier. Way creepier. Uh, Bishop does say Drew's, Drew's last two promos gave me Mox vibes, and I could see that because Mox does that weird kind of dancing, moving around like he's too cool and, eh, you kind of. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, this is how I people know, move in real life. Like, no. That's Kenny Omega. That's true. That voice is Kenny Omega. Oh, I'm Kenny. Oh. Ooh, Which I'll probably be back tonight. People are saying. I play video games. <laughs> Follow me on Twitch as we stream on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm interested, though. I do like Viking Raiders a lot and New Day, so I do want to see where they're going with it. But I just, I've got no idea what they're doing. None. I don't hate that, but I've got none. See, I want a Viking Raiders version of Spike Dudley to come out of this. Like a Viking why. Spike Dudley? Yeah, just like a little. Scrawny Viking. Hmm. Like, you could bring back uh, um, Drake Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. He's back there in a producer role. Creative, they say. He'd come out, be a Viking. He'd be great in the Viking Raiders. That's a really good call, actually. Uh, See, yeah, I just, oh, I just, go ahead. I just think that, once again, that needs to be three. The Biggie, I mean, Biggie's out for a while. Yeah. So the storyline will probably be over by the moment. Uh, also, speaking of did not see coming at all, we had a couple of the jobbers in the ring. They went ahead and let Pat McAfee do the arrows and the circles and talking about how many times they may have pooped themselves, not even knowing who they're going to face. And that's when we heard it. Haven't heard it in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool to see him back. I'll be honest. I thought yeah. they were really impressive. But- yeah, I mean, yeah, I like him. I'm just two things about it. I like. I took away mm-hmm. one. 
sooner or later, Triple H can stop, has to stop bringing people back. Yeah. Like, as soon as there's, like, a week where no one comes back, like I said, there's going to be backlash. Well, there's no one new here. It was stupid. But the other thing I loved, that one of the jobbers' last name was Scott. I thought that was hilarious. Why? And McAfee's, because of the swerve. Oh, that's fucking And McAfee, funny. yeah, McAfee said, I forgot the other guy's name, but I was trying to look it up. But he kept, he said, whatever, and uh, Scott are probably regretting every decision they've ever made right now. And I started laughing so hard because I was like, oh, that is so petty, and I love it. It was Trevor Irwin and Brandon Scott. Brandon Scott, yeah. And I was like, that is hilarious. <laughs> it could be nothing. <laughs> and I, I dug into that, and I just loved it. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, if one of them's last name was Strickland, that'd be really fucking good. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> his name is Steve. His real name is Stephen Strickland. Swerve Strickland, Isaiah Swerve Scott. He's also Jermaine Strickland, Shane Strickland, Shane Realist, Killshot, Jermaine, Isaiah. Uh, just looking. Trevor Irwin, you know, Brandon Scott. Yeah, like that's pretty good. I, yeah, I almost wanted to go back and you know see if. When they came out, if somebody, if like Mac has said, oh, that was a swerve I didn't see coming or something like that, mm-hmm. that would have been hilarious. It was really good. I did like their promo afterwards. Justin does say in the chat, finally a well needed tag team for the SmackDown side, 100%. And yeah. AJ Francis, which, by the way, I loved his jersey, it had like an AJ logo instead of the numbers, and it said Fran, and it had a, a sense sign, so it's Fran Sense. So fucking funny to me, dude. Uh, they have a pun with logos is the best Uh, they're really good but then their promo segment afterwards I loved it and I loved the way they called themselves the OG3 because what I don't think a lot of people know and I only know it because of the time they were on after the bell and they talked about it Swerve was never a part of the group the crew was always these three uh, they were even on the indies together at a certain point. It was something that AJ Francis was doing before they got to NXT. They all kind of came together while in NXT because he had done this, uh, the hit row thing was kind of a thing he was doing. Uh, some people came and went, but in NXT, that's where those three got together and did it. And right before they debuted, I think it was Triple H was all like, we should throw Swerve in there. You know, he's got a similar vibe to you guys. And they said, all right, sure, whatever. He was just thrown in and he did fit the mold. And the idea was that no one person was going to be the leader, that they were all going to have storylines that focused on them while the other group, part of the group fell back. And they'd kind of mentioned that, you know, we're just only in the Swerve story right now. We're not in the story for the other one. So it really looked like Swerve was the leader where there was going to be supposedly a certain point where he was going to fall back a little bit. You know what I mean? And then... Yeah be part of the group and then you'd have AJ being the main guy for a while and then you'd have Adonis be the main guy for a while like that was supposed to happen and never did so the OG3 I thought was cool because it was kind of a callback to like we were together before Swerve so yeah Uh, Bishop says Frank C he refers to as Frank Fran C does it make sense his name's AJ Francis and sense rhymes with sense (laughs) so 
Does make sense when you say it like that. I'm talking cents. You're talking dollars. Top dollar. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Excited to have him back, though. I do. I I know what you mean, and I've seen a lot of people give people shit or online saying like, "Oh, a lot of people giving Triple H props for bringing in all these people." Uh, you sent me that one where someone's all like, "Here's Triple H, bring back all this old WWE talent. Why do they build who they have?" And you could tell they're sarcastic or not. Uh, but then. I don't think it's necessarily going to be this he's trying to it's not the same right because for one WD's been around so long that how much can really truly be hot shotting he's not hot shot booking with debuts he's trying to rebuild a roster that's not stale that hasn't been done to death that's fresh with a ton of potential you know what I mean where I think that the difference is, is Tony's trying to hot shot debuts without signing anybody and letting them disappear and not be part of the story. They show up, they do a thing, they're gone. That he's got his core that he's working with, where I think all these people are meant to come in and disturb all that. They're not meant to just pop a rating. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Tony's just doing business. You have people come in. You know, get a quick pop. You don't got to really pay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, none of these guys are showing back up on Raw and SmackDown because they're not signed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, The Liv and Shayna segment, though, with Ronda. Ronda came out, did her business, poured money on the table, beat up the the security. I really liked the the moment where Shayna and Ronda passed each other, and Shayna came out saying, what are you doing, dude? That's not how we do things around here. You have to just play by the rules and bide your time and that's how you get what you want and I loved that I love that for one they they had Shayna say that because then it already explains why Shayna's been meek Yeah. why isn't she who she used to be because she's trying to play by the rules because she thinks that she needs to fall in line to get what she wants and then Rhonda looks at her and goes you used to be a killer and walks away which is also enough to go why might Shayna change back because maybe she misses being a killer and maybe she realizes the killer instinct might get her further than falling in line. Yeah. Like in that one exchange, I was all like, holy shit, we've explained everything in the past and set up for an entirely different future. Mm -hmm. How fucking perfect was that? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was, It was interesting. Like I, I did love love that exchange. I have no complaints with that exchange at all. The the whole thing with Rhonda jumping in and dumping the money on the table. The only thing, once again, and I've said this quite a few times with these stupid um, contract signing, is I want somebody to jack the fucking contract and just put their name and just you know. I don't think it'll mean shit. With who? Well, it was like Cena or some shit. Cena went in there and just... Remember it was supposed to be Corbin's match or some shit? And Cena knocked out Corbin and then signed it? Or was it the other oh, way yeah, around? Corbin did it to to someone else? Like, I mean, we, we did it like last year, the year before. Last year, yeah. I do kind of remember that. And even, I mean, cause remember McAfee being on commentary, he's all like, I didn't think you could sign a contract if your name wasn't the one. If your name's not, yeah. 
I felt bad for Liv in this when she was when she called Shayna bootleg Ronda and laughed. I thought that was good and it was funny. It was a solid moment. But then when she said I beat Ronda twice and the crowd just started chanting "You tapped out," and I was all yeah. like, "Oh God!" And they were booing her. I was like, "Fuck." Well, see, and this is where, like, she shouldn't have said. Like, I think she could have gone away with not saying I beat her twice. Mm-hmm. I think she should have got. She could have gotten away if she said I survived her as champion. Like I, I you don't want, somehow you don't want weaseled the, my way to the championship, you know? Yeah. But you don't want the champions to survive. You want them to beat people. But, you know, it was what it is what it is. Was what it and was. we saw it. We yeah. saw her. No, 100%. Year, you know? Yeah. But see, and that's why I think I – you either need to go two routes with uh, laboring. Mm-hmm. You either need to give Shayna the belt. And say, hey, you know, we need to, you know, not necessarily rebrand you, but you need a different starter, you know, because mm-hmm. this title reigns, whatever. Like, and that's what I said, you know, from the beginning is that you always have the cash in, you have the solidifying why the champion's a champion, and you move on. And with that nonsense, even if it was, you know, played out the way I think they were hoping, it still would have looked like shit. No. And I think the way they were hoping was I think that Liv was supposed to tap right after the three count. No, I know. Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is I, I still think that looks like shit. I don't think it does. Cause I think if you get the solid three count and you know you won, you're tapping to get the person to let go. And you're just hoping yeah. that they let go out of almost muscle memory. Yeah. You know? Matches but, over, stop. Matches over, stop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you still don't want the champion to tap at all. Yeah. Like you wanted to solidify her as a legitimate threat. Or not even a threat. She's the champion. Like, a legitimate champion. But I think... Like, I, I would feel bad for Shayna if they did it. But I think if if you want Liv to stay the champion right now, you need a triple threat versus Shayna and Ronda and, you know, Liv. And Liv comes out a definitive win. Uh-huh. And, hey, I beat both, both the killers. You know, I beat both of them. Yeah. And if you're going to keep her the champion, if not, hey, give Shayna her moment and see Shayna as a champion. Yeah. Because then that leads to Shayna versus Ronda, which everyone would fucking go nuts for. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And you could even weasel live into the match made a triple threat at some point, too. You know what I mean? For like a, for like mm-hmm. a rematch. Not like, I mean, at some point, you got to do one on one Shayna Ronda, right? But. At some yeah. point, you could weasel in Liv as a as a third wheel and still get a, a thing out of it, you know? Yeah, I felt bad. And then that bulldog off the top was so far away from the table that Shayna had to, like, really put in a lot of work to get themselves there, and I felt bad for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, man. So, I mean, the only thing that, like, it looked like crap because we knew what they were trying to go for. The only thing that I think could have been the saving grace is you could say that Shayna was fighting it off. Mm-hmm. She kept fighting it and then couldn't. And yeah, that's yeah. why she went through the table. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I think 
as much as it sucks, because, you know, like I, I said from the beginning, I didn't want Liv to be Kofi Mania 2.0 because Kofi's title ring was way too fucking short. Mm-hmm. But Kofi wasn't dropping the ball the way he was. Yeah, it's true, too. And you either need to, like I said, you you either need to end it now or you need to solidify her immediately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, either do triple threat at the Cardiff Castle shit, Clash at the Castle, or, you know, have her beat Shayna outright there and then have her beat Ronda outright at Survivor Series. I agree. I agree with all of that. Uh, just a couple other things happened on this show. Uh, real quick, the the Sami Zayn and Usos thing. Backstage, pull your weight, you're about to get left behind, all that stuff. For Sami Zayn to be what's, a, what's effectively a silly concept of an honorary Us and trying to win over the uh, – trying to win over Roman – what say what? The affection of Roman. Yes, the affection of Roman and the bloodline, and trying to be a part of it, trying to weasel himself in. This is a silly, funny thing, and they made it by the end of that episode like so serious. Yeah, they played it off very serious, and it wasn't because the first time we said it and everything in the KO show. Oh, sorry, use it's. Just, you know, when you're around people enough, you just start to, you know, I'm sure they say things that I say, you know, like it's, it's funny, but for this one, for them to be like, for Sammy to be so worried for the Usos to be yelling at him and he's still like trying to fit in, it's turned it into a serious storyline, which is crazy. And such a testament to those guys, you know, Mm -hmm. but that does lead us to the, uh, Usos. It was one Uso versus Drew, which was interrupted by Madcap Moss, and then it was Drew and Madcap against the Uso. Sammy came out, interfered a shitload. No, 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 it wasn't. What? It was it was supposed to be a tag team, and Drew's dumbass showed up by himself. Are you serious? Yeah, Drew's dumbass showed up by himself without anyone, and then Madcap ran out there. Oh. It wasn't a one-on-one match to start. It was a tag team that Drew's dumbass went by himself. That is stupid. I which is that. which is pissing me off because Drew's holding his own against the greatest tag team in the world right now. Yeah. No disrespect to FTR, but the world of WWE, like, I'm like, they're legitimately taking on all competitors, beating up, and Drew's single handedly beating. Yeah. Which we've talked about a bunch. We've never liked that a single world champion contender could take on the the tag team champions definitively. Yeah, yeah. In any kind of scenario, they're supposed to be tag team specialists to the point of like, hey, you should not be able to. Mm-hmm. Their strategy, especially, is- yeah, especially in a tag team match against one person. It's yeah. not like it's a, you know, one on one, and then they interfere. It was a tag team match against one person. They're the tag team specialists. They should have been mopping the floor with Drew, and that's when Madcap, like Drew, maybe gets a punch in, and then they just swarm. But it shouldn't have been a fucking, you know, Drew getting in any kind of offense at all. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. I didn't realize that. My sound must have been low for that part of the thing because I was all like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, oh, here comes yeah. the cap. Maybe it was because Drew came out and I just wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because they, they kept – they said it a few times. Like, you know, find somebody, I think, 
and then Drew just showed up by himself, which makes Drew look like a fucking idiot. I'm glad we got to see Madcap, don't get me wrong. Because we've been wondering what... Friends. Yeah, and then once again, we said, what is Madcap going to do? Apparently, he's Drew's... Unless he's just trying to get in the spotlight. <laughs> yep, Drew's lackey. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, I'm Drew. Mad Shat Moss. <laughs> go with Drew McInfarty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin does clarify. <clears throat> Supposed to be a tag match. Started off as a handicap, then turned to a tag match. I did like seeing Madcap out there, though, and I liked Sammy's involvement. I don't think I needed Drew to win it. No. But he's I going don't. against Roman. He has to. I you guess. have to build up the contender, which yes. makes the tag team champions look even worse. Like, I just didn't, like, yeah. 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 I just take it to the main event, though, dude. Intercontinental Championship, Shinsuke, Gunther. What do you think? I like it. It's great. So sick. I, will, so I sick. love both of them. Like they worked well. My son was pissed that Shinsuke. Oh no, it wasn't this match. It was a different match. We'll get to that one. It was on the. But uh, my son actually loves Gunther. That's awesome, dude. Even when we went to the live event, he was doing Ricochet and cheering Gunther. Yeah. And I was like, why are you doing Ricochet? You love Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker. (laughs) He's basically Spider-Man. Yeah. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I love the match. I, I was curious to see where it was going because I think, I mean... Gunther and Shinsuke are both Triple H guys, right? They have to be. Yes. So, because I was, I was, I, that's what got me thinking. I was like, oh, if Shinsuke wins, you know, he Triple H is solidifying. I'm here now. But then I was like, wait, Gunther, you know, also known as Walter, has to be Triple H. Guy. Yeah. I would think so. But. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I agree. I, and that's why I was just happy to get the match. I thought it was awesome. Gunther gets the win. I don't think I need Gunther to lose this anytime soon, but I don't know where you go with him ultimately. I don't know what you do. Like, does he fit in the Roman stratosphere? Or is he just a strong intercontinental champion for a really long time? I don't think there's anything wrong with either, to be honest. I think, I think if you did it right, I mean, you don't have to be, you know... Sergeant Slaughter versus Hogan, or defective Sergeant Slaughter, you know, Iron Sheik versus Hogan type of thing. But I think if you have a Gunther, you know, come out and say, hey, this is, you know, I'm taking over America by taking on the champion and, you know, painting him evil like that, almost like Rusev with the US title. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think you can put him in the world title picture. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, I thought the match was awesome. Really excited. Chant, the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. The fact that it main evented. And it was just a straight-up wrestling match. No fucking mm-hmm. fluffiness on it at all. Uh, Justin Time does say Drew legit hasn't booked Unstoppable. That's why I can't wait to see him get his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. Uh <laughs> He goes, uh, now all Triple H has to do is get the Intercontinental Championship defended on pay-per-view. Not being defended on pay-per-view since WrestleMania 37 is a bit nonsensical. 
That's fucking I know that that's where you guys both stand with it, but I also I like the way they explained it on on commentary. For when they did the video package, this is what the Intercontinental Championship means. This is why it's the works title, the workman's title. It's like this person who doesn't miss TV, they don't miss live events, they show up to everything. But what they didn't say is they're also not the big star main attraction. The main attractions but, is what go to the big pay-per-views. These are the guys who carry the load. But considering you have so much mid-card on pay-per-views, Logan you know, Paul is not mid-card. He is right now. Yeah, but he, he will not be holding a championship or being at a live event. So you leave space for Logan Paul and put Gunther on a live event. But see, I'm thinking, like, there's no pay-per-view match that I can think of right now off the top of my head. But... That you would have sacrificed for a Gunther match? No. That, well, like, you know, obviously they sacrificed it, but, like, Riddle versus Seth. Like, don't get me wrong, they're both main event talents, but outside of them just fighting, why can't we have an IC title match with them? Because right now Riddle versus Seth, but Riddle versus Seth, they are main event talents. But right now where they're billed, they're in the mid card. Yeah. Yes, either of them could easily jump up to the main events and the the uh, going for the title. But outside of you know just random storyline, that's all the matches is. Or you know, there's no ramification. If it was a number one title match or number one contender match, fine. But stuff like that, and I'm just using that as an example. That's the only one that quickly crossed my mind because obviously that got bumped at SummerSlam. Yeah, and I mean, that's also the other side of it is that that they are the main event. You're showing in the pay per view that you're using your um, your non currently utilized in the main event main event caliber talent in your pay per view mid card. Mm-hmm. This was using a non-pay-per-view mid-card match to main event to TV. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's a little more utility than 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 being so simplistic as every title, every pay-per-view like you like, which I get it, but I do think I know, that, like, I, hey, I, sometimes you push that to the side to get a big other match that you wouldn't want to give away for free, theoretically. But, it's yeah, not for free, but, but still. <laughs> but what I'm saying is for it to be a year and a half, because I don't think every title should be on every pay-per-view. If I go to a pay-per-view, yes, I want to see as many title matches as I possibly can. You know, that's just me being a fan. But, like, when you break it down, a year and a half since the IC title has been on a pay-per-view or a premium live event, that's ridiculous. It's a bit crazy. Especially since... But especially for since that year and a half, we've only had one heavyweight champion or universal champion yeah and he's at the shows yes i understand that but what i'm saying and even but he hasn't you got to give him an hour and a half because you need 45 (laughs) minutes for the intro and 45 minutes for the his intro is getting fucking ridiculous i'm (laughs) fucking goddamn i want riddle to give him his fucking scooter and be like yo get the fuck down to the ring hurry up go we only got two hours of SmackDown. We don't need a half hour of you walking to the fucking ring. Undertaker needed a half hour because he was old and decrepit. And he was dead. And and there was more of a show behind him. 
That's true. You're just sitting there, there like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but overall, dude, I loved SmackDown. And then Raw happened. I saw a lot oh of people God. saying this was one of the best Raws that they've seen in years. And I think I agree. This one kind of flew by. Where I was watching and watching, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit, it's the main event. Like, yeah, I thought you were yeah. shitting on it. No. Because you're oh, like, shit. I like SmackDown, and then Raw happened. But that's that the way sounds... our format of our show normally goes. We're like, that's oh, this saying. is what we love, and this is why we're drinking, because right now we got a discussion. Yeah, there's always been a lot of things. But that's what I'm saying. It's like SmackDown was awesome per usual, and then we get Raw, and what the yeah. hell are we doing here? This is great. Yeah. You know? Uh, it did open up. I mean, I like that they're opening up all their shows with the women's tournament. Oscar and Alexa against Nikki and Dewdrop. I wish that Nikki and Dewdrop won as much as I like Alexa and Oscar, but it was overall a great match. I love Nikki ASH. She is so good, so underrated. People do not give her the due that she is owed. She's also they don't do the drop. Nice. They're not. Do, they're not giving her Dewdrop. Uh, she's also super fucking nice. Like, just a good person. So, there's that too. But... The nice people finish last. That's true. Uh, Dewdrop did a few things in here where you could see her, like, really protect Alexa Bliss to make sure she didn't hurt her. Kill her. Yeah, which was awesome. Like, when she goes to hit the ring post, if you notice, she, like, puts her arm behind Alexa's head. Yeah. So that way Alexa's head will hit Dewdrop's arm and not the actual post, no matter how hard yeah. they slam. So good. No, it yeah, it gives credit too. to, yeah, it gives credit to Dewdrop uh, and the talent that she is. Yes. Speaking of Nia Jax, I, I heard people rumbling that she's coming. And I'm like, oh. I hope not. We'll see. What I think she even said said something about, oh, I'm making sure I'm ready for something. And I was like, oh. I mean, Her and Charmin need to be a tag team. I will say that I think a lot of these returns that we're seeing, as much people don't want to say it, are more of CDC-sponsored returns. Like, everyone's trying to say it's, oh, he's trying to rebuild his NXT, he's trying to do this. Most of these people that were let go were let go for refusing to be vaccinated. And now we're in a, a portion Like Nia Jax. Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, B-Fab, Hit Row... <laughs> Uh, I don't think that was the case with Dexter, but I also don't know what the fuck you would have done with Dexter, uh, especially coming off of the way in the index story, which was garbage. But they, uh, this is a whole lot of, hey, the CDC says you don't have to be vaccinated anymore. You don't have to show uh, vaccination. You don't even have to quarantine if you get COVID. You just should probably wear a mask, but you also don't really have to, I guess. They've become a lot more lax on it now because at this point there's enough vaccination out there, enough antibodies out there, enough people have gotten it that the that the CDC believes probably not a ton more deaths left to be had for COVID because of how well protected we are as a mostly vaccinated society or antibody. Is there yeah. their thing? I don't know. I'm no scientist. I don't know. Uh, but since they put that out, all of a sudden all these returns are happening. And I don't know how many of these returns would have happened otherwise, other than Triple H obviously liked these people because they came through NXT. 
And now, coupled with we don't have to be vaccinated, it's okay for to do necessary, uh, right? Uh, takes does say not for Canada trips though. So I guess we know we're not going to be in. That's uh, going to be on SmackDown next week. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> that's uh, we're going to see a Karrion no. Cross pre-tape next week. He's not coming to the ring. <laughs> well, that was the thing with uh, um, I know the Cardinals, the baseball team. Yeah, two of their bigger names, you know, refused to get vaccinated and stuff like that. And when they went to play the Blue Jays in Toronto, they didn't travel with the team. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the the world we're in, and that's the the fact of the matter. And I think that in defense of the story of Nia Jax, a lot of people there really liked her, and they really liked her her thing. And she ended up leaving because she wasn't vaccinated, and that was the only reason she ended up leaving. She pretended to have a mental health issue because she didn't want to be vaccinated, and pretended that that was causing her mental health anguish and anxiety problems. But in her defense, she also pretended to be a good superstar. Good talent. She's always pretended to be a wrestler. <laughs> so I could see a world where she comes back because she doesn't have to be vaccinated anymore. So probably post clash of the castle. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's not as important. Charlotte and Nia Jackson returning at the same time that'd be great to put them in a program together that i don't have to pay attention to mm-hmm. <laughs> let them share yeah, tv time just let it overlap i'm like all right cool i'll be right back i got some drinks to make yeah. uh no, dude let's take on rocks i don't want us to be here all night uh <laughs> judgment day came out cut their promo all three of them together talking mad shit on ray ray comes out Tries to beat the shit out of them. Rhea Ripley really being a factor where Ray does not want to hit her, despite her being three times his size and attacking him with weapons. Because I'll be honest, if a woman's hitting me with fucking sticks and shit, I'm going to probably defend myself. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to go like, well, shucks. I guess I'll just get murdered. Um, yeah, and you see Rhea next to Ray and. Looks like Jack and the Beanstalk there. Like, yes. Hit her. TV 14. Yeah. Do something. Uh, but all of the, I mean, because that's still, they still have sponsors regardless who's doing uh, uh, nah, creative. But <laughs> I think this leaves open a concept for Beth Phoenix to come in and help even things out a little bit while, while Dominic is out injured from the attacks. You could have Ray, Edge, and and Beth take on Judgment Day. Or the other one that supposedly signed. I saw rumors. Yeah, Trish out there. Trish? Yeah. Trish Stratus? Yeah. What do you mean supposedly yeah, signed? When did she not be signed with WWE? Well, no, like, supposedly signed to be in ring. Oh. I'd like that. Then her last match won't be against Charlotte. We could take that away from Charlotte. Yeah. Take more shit away from Charlotte. Yeah, but anything we can do to, to minimize anything Charlotte's accomplished would be great, to be honest. Uh, 15 doesn't have to say Trish has been talking shit to Bailey recently. They're always going back and forth, those two. And Trish needs to watch her fucking mouth, if I'm being honest. I'm hey, sorry. you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong, stratification. Yeah. Ding dong, shut up. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> mm. Let's see. That's a good call, though. You could do Trish, Edge, uh, Ray against Judgment Day because then, well, I mean, Beth fills the same slot. Because I was about to say that then you have three legends against the th- a three new up-and-coming group. Beth is also a legend. I don't want to... Yeah. You know what I mean? I but that's when you here, then but... turn the script to the timeline and the legends timeline up. And then carrying across... Joins the judge. Well, Karen Cross can join the Judgment Day, and we could have the Judgment Day timeline. Mm-hmm. In Survivor Series against a bunch of legends. Judging time. Yes, it's Judgment time. I wonder if there's a. I'm gonna look up Terminator Two quotes from Schwarzenegger that they could put on a shirt. Terminator quotes time. How are you gonna find me? Goes, I'll, I'll be back is the first one that came up. You're right. 25 iconic. Let's see. I'll be back. The future has not been written. There is no fate, but what we but what we make our make for ourselves. You can do that. That works. Let's see. I think you need it. I mean, you think you need Back to the Future. Please. No, you don't want Back to the Future. It's you know, it's post-apocalyptic. It's not like school dance. You know what I mean? Like, if we find Back to the Future, it's going to be all, like, bang your mom jokes. You know what I mean? Like, we need post-apocalyptic, like, save yourself from the robots. Like John Connor, this is the world now. Logged on, plugged in all the time. Dude, they made this in the fucking 90s. Yeah. They didn't even... This was pre-iPhone. They have no idea. This is pre-internet. This is pre-internet. The unknown future rolls toward us. I face it for the first time with a sense of hope. Eh. Ooh, this is a good one. Drop dead, you asshole. That's a good quote. <laughs> I want oh, this is a nice shirt. one too. These are top fifteen quotes. Number eleven is Jesus. You were going to kill that guy. That's fucking one of your top ten quotes. The top fifteen quotes in the show. Okay. All right, I'm looking at the other ones. Ooh, ooh! John Connor said this in Terminator, guys. Look it up. All my life, my mother told me the storm was coming. Judgment Day, the beginning of a war between man and machines. That's when you bring in Brian Cage, the machine, dude! And James Storm. And James Storm! (laughs) I don't know why, but why not? So, Rick Rick Rude. He's the outlaw. Robert Rude can come back. Yeah, we need Robert Rude in the last call outlaw. All right, all right, we're doing it. I'm sure. I'm glad we're staying on topic today. <laughs> <laughs> just the time. I like the that. It's just, what? it's just us. Yeah. Normally, people get in the chat and do realism. We're just directing your stuff. Yeah, this time we just can't stay fucking focused. <laughs> can't sit on our hands. Uh, just time says the real queen versus the role model. Book it, WWE. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Not that old. Uh, yeah, you should have seen it last week. Me and uh, me and Amanda and Justin went on for about fifteen minutes about how you have birthday parties in Delaware. It was a good time. So I'll tell you about it later. birthday party. Delaware-based birthday parties. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But it was cool. I'm I'm liking it though. 
I don't see. This is the thing. This person, this dumb motherfucker, and I keep hearing this, right? So this isn't just this one dumb motherfucker. Everyone keeps saying this. Either Dominic needs to turn on his dad, or they need to move on. No, Dominic doesn't need to turn on his dad. You can also. Here's the thing. I've seen so many people talk about in fantasy book how you can do this, because if you bring in a woman to the Dominic or to the Mysterios and Edge faction, now they're outnumbering the heels in Judgment Day, right? But you need a woman to balance the power. So everyone's like, oh, you balance the the numbers by having Dom turn on the, the you know, Ray. It's all about, okay, well, Dom turned. Well, then this is how you get Dom to turn. Well, this is how Dom joins Judgment Day. Or Dom is just injured for that part of the storyline. Kayfabe, he's just out. He's not on it. That also solves that problem. Or you get another Judgment Day member. Yeah, you can also bring in another Judgment Day member, like Cross. Because they talked about. Well, you don't even need Cross because Cross is on the top of SmackDown. But Edge, when he was in it, he he talked about other members joining. Yeah. And he's talked. I think he didn't even say. I've talked to a few people and blah 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 or something like that. You bring in T Bar. Yeah. T Bar would be sick in that one faction because he's another big fucking dude. Yeah. And then you have tiny little fans surrounded by towers. Be so good, dude. Yeah. You would like the Wizard of Oz, like, you know? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you bring in other people. I don't know if I read it earlier, and, but, you know, but Justin said that whatever happy pills they were giving Finn before, where he just smiled all the time and was lame, they've been giving to Raquel. I don't know if I read that before, but it just made me think about it again. I loved it. Keep going, sorry. I mean, yeah. But I think, you know, they talked about Judgment Day being the underutilized talent, basically. But exactly where Karrion Cross is coming from. But, you know, you get people. You know, you, you I think, and, you know, I've said it a hundred times, like, I want factions. Not these three team factions. Like, you know, we're not even getting stable. We're not even getting four people. You know, but I think you need a big underutilized faction, you know, bring in the, the Mustafa Ali's and stuff like that. Like, he started Retribution, or was a part of Retribution, because of that. And then they, you know, shat on that real quick. Yeah. But you bring in other people that, you know, Robert Roode's a perfect example. You know, mm-hmm. he was NXT champion, he comes in, kind of flounders around, they put him with Dolph, they're doing their thing, and now Dolph's on his own. Yeah. And Rude's just in the back, you know, doing push-ups. True. Probably staying ready. Justin, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, if Triple H can get the rights to The Revolution, which was James Storm's old TNA faction name, have him form a version of it in WWE to face Judgment Day. Like you said, you could have James, Bobby Lashley, or not Bobby Lashley, Bobby Rude, Robert mm-hmm. Rude. Our if you heart. wanted to bring in a woman to make it more even for judgment day who would who would join last call outlaw and a dirty dog because i would say originally maybe someone like an ember moon could have a little bit of an edge to her if they get let her be a little bit more gritty but we really don't have that right now i was thinking the original nikki cross nikki cross well yeah i mean if she went back and i mean yeah I could see Shotzi, maybe. She's got kind of a rough edge, punk. I could see Shotzi in there. 
Fabchini says, I'd say the NWA champ. Carmella, uh, Camille Brickhouse. I mean, I could see that if they wanted to bring her over. I don't... But then that would be... I don't know if anyone's scouting her, if I'm being honest. I'm not trying to be rude, but... Um, trying to think of like somebody that was there recently. It was let go for no reason. Someone that could make a big of a, yeah. big of a splash. Mercedes finally got signed, so it can't be Mercedes. Mia Yim still isn't signed to anyone. Mia Yim would be interesting, but she was a part of Retribution. So, means we know she knows yeah. how to be in a team. Yeah, dude, um, I was gonna ask you this. Now that you brought it up, and then we'll go back. Do you think Retribution under a creative of Triple H would have worked? Mm-hmm. I think it would have worked a hundred percent. I think because they would have let Easily. him do, yeah. they would have let Mustafa do what he was doing online on air. Yes. And I think it would have worked. I really think Retribution is one of the casualties of Vince specifically. It was mm-hmm. so good in so many ways. And was just continuously crushed by Vince. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, keep fancy booking. I was going to say Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan would be cool. But. I think. Then you have Liv wandering around. Which that could be good. So I thought about Sarah Logan if... coming back anyways. I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Are we going to get Sarah Logan back and, and sort of on Liv's side? Especially if Shayna and Ronda start to team up. I thought you might have a Sarah come around. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not bad. Not bad. You can you could fiddle with that and make it work. Yeah, I mean. Zelina, maybe, but not quite. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah. Uh, just in time says, still disappointed the ball was dropping retribution. So much has just gone so fast. Yeah, there was so much good with it gone. Uh, let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. The buildup was, build was great. All the internet just, stuff was great. Yeah. And nothing on TV. Because it actually made me, for once, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, to try and find the other content that was out there. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was like, hey. Send it to you. Like, did you see this? Yeah. And I'm like, no. And, you know, and, you know, that was awesome. It made them go to other platforms. You know, or made me want to go to other platforms to see what is happening next. What is it, what are they not showing? You know, there is behind the uh, behind the scenes stuff, you know, quote unquote. But yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the women's tag match, I did want to just say real quick, I really like them having Bianca ringside and her not cheating for them, but just being out there supporting because they're going to be doing the thing. I liked the stare down on the way back. Well, it was because of Montez. Montez says, hey, when you're a part of a team, you have to be there for your partner, even if it's not reciprocated. He didn't say that on air, right? No. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Dawkins is all like, the fuck, fam? Yeah. yeah. Actually, One time I don't like, go out there. Yeah, you just it'd be more like Wait, I heard that. No, it'd be Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Dawkins impression. 
<laughs> For the record, I did meet Dawkins uh, that thing the other day. He was very, very nice. He was very cool. So I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say all this stuff, but that's because it's funny to me. But <laughs> as Dawkins as the character, not Dawkins as the person. Yes, as the person, delightful. As a character. <laughs> Because we've said that several times about Drew McIntyre. Like, hey, yes. him as a person might be a good person. We don't know. I am not know. But his character? Uh, a little flat for me. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, yeah, and then so we ended up with the stare down. Bailey's new group, full control, staring down Bianca, Oscar Bliss. They have kind of a melee. Is that what they're calling so, it? Not really. Way. But it's what we keep calling it online. Us bailey stands controller control and full control are the ones i keep seeing going around because no one knows what it's called i don't like any of those yeah, I, don't know. I don't hate any of them i don't love any of them specifically all of them i go okay no bailey and her buddies bailey's buddies yeah i can see them uh let's see I, so here's something that they did during the show that I thought was really neat, um, just uh, uh, visually. So for one, they did a lot of full shots of backstage. Every time you saw somebody talking, every time they were being interviewed. Um, no, Justin, the fuck? God. <laughs> he says control models, maybe. That's fuck. Like, that sounds like the maximum male models, but with women, like. <laughs> I mean, I guess con like role model rhymes with control model, right? But like, you have to really like if you were to do it like, but then fuck, because if you split it up, then you have cunt role model, and that won't work. You know what I mean? Because if you try to separate yes, it, it into a role model at the end with like an e, and try to like put a hyphen at the front, it's cunt role model, and then and then nothing but issues at that point all issues you can't do that justin fuck man you make me by the way that reminds me what by the way i i think i found a country song that you will like so i'm judging by everything that reminded you of that country song that you're wrong <laughs> i guarantee you i'm not <laughs> anyways go ahead <laughs> No so control models. Yeah. So they were showing all these things, right? All of these backstage segments, and they were all wide view. Instead of being right up on their faces like the tip of the guard, it was a full shot, which allowed you to see a little bit of action going on backstage. So if you were keen-eyed, you saw a lot of Dexter Loomis backstage standing in the shadows. Mm -hmm. uh, we were watching it, and I kept going like, there he goes! There he goes! It was where it was Waldo, but with Dexter. But see, and that's, you know... That's what I like. Because that was one of the things that used to bother me is that, especially the backstage, not so much the um, the set. Like, they normally have, you know, like, the, that modified oh, ring or the yeah, rope. I love that set. Stuff yeah. like that. that. Yeah, and that's fine. Be close in on them. But when you're in the backstage, because how many times have we seen it for years where somebody who's not supposed to be in the shot turns, looks at the camera, and goes, oh, fuck, I'm on air and like runs away yep. and it's like yo there's a big production going on 
anyone that's backstage of any kind of production like that knows that there's a bunch of moving pieces. So when you see the moving pieces in the background, that's normal. Yes. But, you know, I, I never like that, you know, and I'm not saying it's just a strictly Vince thing, even though he has last name and everything, but I've never liked that when they're strictly backstage, that they've never had really moving pieces when we, everyone that knows anything knows that that's what's going on. Back so if yeah. you are pulling up, you know, a quick interview and they're walking, you know, trying to get from stage to dressing room, there's going to be people walking. Yeah, finding an empty hallway would be pretty tough at that point. Yeah, but yeah. catching someone right outside their their locker room, maybe you might not see someone mm-hmm. walking in the hallway. But when you're all like, "Hey, hey, there you go, let me catch him!" Whoa, 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 whoa. That's yeah, impression of Caleb. Hey, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, hey, Paul Heyman, blah. You know what I mean? That's my yeah. Caleb impression. It's <laughs> terrible, but go ahead. But you know what I mean? I've never, I've never understood that. Yeah. Outside of the sets, where hey, we have the set, we have the backdrop, cool. But like you know, like I said, how many times did you see people walk, stare at the camera, and pause for a second? And they're like, "Fuck, I'm getting fired right." Now. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, but they did do a lot of that, and I really liked that the um, the kind of pull apart stuff, like the theory and Dolph stuff, where they kept brawling backstage and they kept going back to it, and they kept being trying to be pulled apart, like um, them cutting away with uh, Bailey's group and Bianca and them, like. It was a whole lot of like, okay, we don't have this under control. Let's cut to commercial and get this show back together. You know what I mean? Like there, there was a lot of that feeling as you were going where oh. with the Vince method of production, it always felt clean. It always felt like, mm-hmm. and now scene, you know, and yeah. scene. Like this was very much like chaos, um, controlled chaos. Cause it felt like the show was moving. Right. But a lot of that, uh, Ms. Champa, Ali, Cedric, just a badass match. That's all. I don't have anything else to say about it than other great match. I'm pissed that Ali came out. I wanted Cedric to be with Shelton. Cedric and Shelton should be back together for sure. This is true. This is true. Uh, but as we keep it moving, Drew McIntyre cuts a promo uh, a little more fired up. Owens does come out and just fucking rails on drew and everything yeah. he said i was all like fuck yeah ko you're goddamn yeah. right <clears throat> everything and then at some point that's the ko show yes yep and ko going back to being a prize fighter this was the moment that everything shifted though to me because a lot of people have been saying oh drew mcintyre's promo here was amazing and it was but what i'm gonna say is the one thing that no one's willing to say it's not popular. The reason everyone attack, attached to this promo of Drew is because it's the first one he's ever said that had any kind of feeling of actual emotion and didn't feel phoned in or phony. He yes. came off like he 100%. was actually fired up. So not only is this A, his best promo, it's the first time we've gotten any kind of glimpse into who he might actually be. Now... Yeah, Drew as a person. That doesn't like, hey, this mean... this is my passion. This is my yes. motivation, like... Like, hey, this pisses me off, you know. Yes. Get pissed. And all the other times he's trying to be playful, he comes off as a dude who's not funny, who thinks he's really funny. And that, to me, comes off as a dude I don't want to be around when you're just trying to domineer the conversation and kind of overdo it, right? So I felt like this was an awesome showing of Drew feeling like a true Drew, right? Fired up. Telling him off. 
I love that he gets right in his face and says, so don't say that BS to me again. Just pissed. <laughs> and looked pissed. Didn't have a phony fucking facial expression. Because I feel like a lot of times he has phony-ass facial expressions that feel a little bit too too goofy, a little too acty. This one came off, like, legit. And then the way that yeah. KO just kind of squinted a little bit and smirked, like, I'm in your head. You know yeah. what I mean? I was all like, ooh, fuck, these details. Both of these dudes and this thing, I was so fucking fired up. And then you start to think that KO's going to say, nah, fuck off, dude, because he smiles, starts to walk towards the ropes with the mic. And he goes, you know what? I thought he was going to be like, nah, when I want one, we'll have a fight. Not whenever you want one, right? And the whole, you know, call yourself whatever you want, a prize fighter, a sports entertainer, but we're wrestlers in a wrestling ring, so let's have a wrestling We're match. wrestlers. Yeah. I loved it. I love it because the amount of people who go like, oh, Vince would never. Like, okay. Oh, my word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the match was great. This was awesome. This was everything I wanted Drew to be. Everything I've been saying I want Drew to be. Because this was a fired well, and, up passion kind of asshole that you could get behind. This is the baby yeah. face I wanted. Yeah. In 2019, when Drew was coming up and stuff like that, and, you know, at the Rumble, when he won the Rumble, it was like, cool, mm -hmm. you know, here we go. Like, mm -hmm. exactly what you said. This is what I was expecting. And then to get this pompous, like, yeah. Yep. This heel face, foot face, foot clan. Yes. The foot clan. Yep. And then if I remember right, the Usos got involved, right? The Usos get involved. McIntyre finally levels them. KO gets in there, stuns them, leaves them laying, and walks out smiling. This whole segment, I thought, was just utter perfection. Yeah. Because this was also well, see, a way where you could buy D Drew getting getting the best of the situation and actually knocking down the Usos. Not controlling a match, mm -hmm. but getting, getting over on them for a moment. Getting that, you know... Sorry, there's like a bug in my like, Going back to SmackDown real quick, you know, just how pissed off I was with that tag team match. Like, it reminded me so much of Strowman and Nicholas, was it? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like, that's what, it, that's what it felt like. And I'm like, you, you're doing this against the champs. Not only the champs, but the dual champs. Okay, dude. Nicholas is a future Hall of Famer, and we know this. Let's not undermine. Well, yeah. The, yeah. For just for yeah. the record. Speaking of, of randomly, I don't know. I don't know what made me think about this. Right now, but I don't know if you saw, but well, probably not because you don't follow sports. But the caddy that played Happy Gilmore or Happy Gilmore's caddy in the movie, yeah, just won a golfing tournament. That's amazing. This fucking yeah, amazing. yeah. I hope Adam I'm like, Sandler holy fucking shit. called him. Oh, he did. Well, he tweeted him. I know that. He tweeted at him. That's so good. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. You say I don't watch sports, but I know that us Padres got the Soto. The Soto is ours now. Yeah. We're going to win it. We're taking the whole thing. We're taking the World Series. But you also don't realize your Padres star player is suspended for 80 games. Doesn't matter. He'll pay them <laughs> off like Ronda did. He'll just show up. He'll give them money like Ronda. It's not going to be the first time either, so I yes. paid double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly how it's going to play out. <laughs> Give me 160 games, not 80. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> uh, Riddle and Seth Rollins. 
I uh, liked the segment. I don't think I have anything special to say about it other than it was effective and good, and both guys sounded great. Yeah, I mean, outside of the whole Riddle's in his mom's basement thing, and then Riddle runs out there, like, I thought that was great. Yeah. You know, because I think the crowd, I, you know, looking at it from the crowd standpoint, where it's like, all right, we're going to have one of these stupid, somebody's in ring, somebody's on the Jumbotron, and then, oh, wait, shit, he's here. Yeah. Like, a member of the crowd right there, like, I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, he was great. Did a good job with it. Uh, Veer had a match, which was fine. Uh, I like seeing Veer. I was hoping that we might see a shift in his character. We have not. Oh, the one thing I didn't mention that happened on SmackDown that I was happy to see was the Maximum Male models are doing a thing. It does look like yeah. there's a possibility that Maxine and Los Lotharios might end up as a thing. You could end up with a storyline there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested for it because I think uh, Max Dupree is an incredible talent. I think that... I think that this is long-term not the best use of Mansoor, Mansois, or Massey, but I do think this is going to do wonders for Max Dupree, and I hope that it's a launching pad for the rest of them as well. So I was happy to yeah. see them on there. Much the same as I was happy to see Veer, um, but I didn't see enough of a shift in he him did. at all to be super excited, just happy he's getting a little more reps, you know? Yeah, he just went against the jobber, right? Yes. Or the local talent. And the one that kept running away from him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lashley versus AJ, though. Fuck, dude. Yeah. This Great. Was everything I wanted it to be. A WrestleMania caliber match, as they always say. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. This is the one that my son got pissed off about. Really? Yeah. Like, he loves Lashley and AJ, but he really loves AJ. Yes. I do think that this every, one, like in hindsight, I would have had this match close the show. But Yeah, a hundred percent. Like that once again this should have been you know Yes. Main, the true main event. Close the show. Yeah. But yeah, my son got all pissed off and he's like he's like he's never gonna get his title back because that's AJ's title. The US title is AJ's title. Nice. Even when they showed the video package, like, he was so excited. He goes, I didn't know he was the heavyweight champion before. <laughs> yeah. He was. You were a wee child mm -hmm. then. But, yeah, he's like, he's never going to get another chance at his title again. You know, and he was upset. I loved it. Not that he was upset, but the passion of my son. Yeah, it is in there. The same mm -hmm. way, dude. We, yeah, dude, we were constantly. I was bought in for a long time. A lot longer than most people, I think. Uh, and so, yeah, there was a whole lot of like, fuck, fuck HBK. Yeah. Red Hart's right about him. Like, it was really like passionate. Fuck like, USA, we're moving to Canada. Yeah, let's go to Canada. <laughs> uh, this is also where the Loomis thing takes place, where he comes out and gets tackled and stuff. And I thought that was done fucking mm -hmm. wonderfully. And I liked it. It was kind of silent and it cuts to commercial, comes back, and they're like, I think, uh, so it was Dexter Loomis. And like, don't even give that guy the time of day. Like, you're just being cut off by Corey. Um, yeah. yeah, just fucking wonderfully done and amazing match. And just fuck. this whole segment could have just been put at the end and it would have worked. Dexter at the end with this match happening, it would have been fucking fantastic. But it's not what we got and it was fine. Miz and Champa did come out in a weird way. They came out and that's what led to the Dexter thing. And then when we come back from commercial, they're all gone. And I was like, okay, well, we, we maybe didn't need Miz and Champa. <laughs> yeah. 
just in time to say, still waiting for the day that we get T-Bar or Dijakovic or whatever he's going to be on TV. Would have been nice if he was the one facing Veer or, and beating him. I could see that, too. We'll see what happens there. Go ahead, Kev. Excuse me. I was going to say, Chompa uh, had a match, didn't he? He was in a tag match, I thought. Earlier with Miz against Cedric and... Oh, yeah, and that's right. Mustafa, which was good. Solid. And yeah, awesome we, promo we before went over Yeah, but I was going to say, too, because we talked about that Ciampa, like, is loving where he's at, you yeah. know, against where everyone wants him at, you know, with his brother and stuff like that. Yeah. And watching him, the Miz, with that in mind, like, I loved it. Yes. Yes. Especially when Miz and Ciampa both did the, the Ciampa clap. Like, oh, yes. I... I, I started grinning. I was like, yes. fuck yeah. Yeah, that, that Champa's fucking brother or whatever it was he said it was Miz is, is at home smiling mm-hmm. like crazy. Miz is doing my brother's oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So fucking good. Uh, also, the timing of that knee with Mustafa at the end there was just fucking oh, that was incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Just fucking There's two nuts. knees in that match. Yeah. That Most just... people have two knees. But yeah. <clears throat> well... There should have been eight knees in that match. There could have been at least eight knees. Yeah. But there was two. There was two. Well, we don't know if Chapa actually has knees. He might have knees. Yeah. Yeah. He could have robotic knees, and that could be unfair. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah, that – because there was another one that took, like, great timing. Oh, it was when Cedric did the handstand. And normally he sees the handstand, you know, jump up into a back elbow, and Chapa nailed him with a knee on that. Right when he did the handstand. And that's when the Miz happened. Or the Champa. Yeah, Ooh. there's been a lot of moments with the new crew coming through that have been a whole lot. Like, I feel like the matches have been better, too. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. I find myself not looking at my phone. I'm yeah. actually watching the matches. And I find myself a lot more often just being like, God damn. Like, oh, shit. Like, we're going to talk about, too, on NXT. Yeah. The Santos versus Tony D'Angelo match opened up with Santos just throwing a chair at D'Angelo's face. Just fucking flat face, just boom, and I'm just watching. I'm just, all of a sudden, I'm just like, boof! Oh fuck! Like that look, like, look and sounded like it was bad. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's across the board, not just NXT, but like all that. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of it too is just the camera, because yeah. a lot of times they're they're up tight, and I forgot who it was a couple weeks ago. That just came out of nowhere. Was it Sammy with the Halula kick? Oh yeah. Oh. No. <sighs> Was it that or the AJ triple threat? Like on the opening where it was AJ, Ali, and it wasn't Dolph. But anyway, the camera got. Yeah, the the camera was real tight. And then all of a sudden you almost get, like, you know, startled. Where you're like, oh shit, I didn't, you know, I didn't see that coming. Well, when AJ picked Mustafa out of the air and put him into the. Oh, that was amazing. It was off camera too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, Fuck, dude. but there is one specific by the mic, but it is raining so fucking hard over here. It sounds like my walls are about to be pushed in. And and as soon as we're is off, it? I have to like walk to the mechanic. Like, <laughs> dude, there's like nothing but clear skies where I'm at, and we're really? only like 10 minutes away from each other. Yeah, exactly. And it is, it is coming down like hard, like fucking, it's gonna be bad. And I gotta walk there, dude. I'm gonna, we I won't be hot, like, and at least I won't get sunburned, probably. Uh, let's see. Justin says, two weeks ago, Vali being one of the take the unreal stops. Happy him and Cedric are on TV as a team. Would be nice to see them get some wins. Uh, also, we'd like to see Shelton Benjamin back, please. 
Yes. Uh, and Mojo. That's why I wore my Mojo shirt. I do want Mojo back. God, I want Mojo back so bad. Remember Broken Mojo? Broken Mojo would be cool in Judgment Day. I love Day. Broken Mojo. Brojo? Brojo? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, um, Mojo put up online because there's an FTR shirt and he said he wanted to be on it. And I, so I drew a picture where I put him in the shirt and he like messaged, he didn't message, he like replied like three or four times. Seriously, how do I buy this shirt? I want this shirt like this. How do I get this shirt? And I was like, dude, it's, it's fucking illegal for me to actually figure out a way to, it's copyrighted. I made a mockery of it. Like, fuck, dude, like just secretly get it done. Send me a fucking, I'll send you the file. Um, <laughs> I know a couple of people that can do that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Only a couple things left in the show, though. And that's what I mean by the that stuff then could have been at the end. Because I think in its place, you could have put these two segments and it would have been fine. Not that it's not cool that these two segments were towards the end. But when I think about the power and the impact of the segments with AJ and Bobby and Dexter and Ciampa and Miz being in there, putting those on the back end could have been cool. You wanted the uh, cliffhanger. Hey, tune in next week. Yes. Well, this yeah. was a little too buttoned up at the end and a little bit too weird uh, in this regard. Uh, just time to say, bring back Cardone and keep him as the massive dick character he is. I do think that there is a greater than 50% chance Cardona comes back. I think he's proven himself as a massive entity, and I think he could easily come back and be very, very successful on a second run in WWE. I know that he wasn't yeah. interested in it at the time. I really wonder, and I do think that there has been a lot on the record of those two guys not getting along a number of times, him and Triple H. But I could see a Triple H being like, hey, man, maybe come do what you're doing. Like, I didn't know this was in you, you know? Uh, But as we go towards the end of the show, Dakota Kai versus Dana Brooke in a singles match, the promo backstage leading to the face-off and all that. I liked all that. I loved... (laughs) Dakota cutting her promo, which was great. They give the mic over to EO, where she says a bunch of stuff in Japanese. The mic comes across to Bailey, and she's watching EO and looks over and she goes, Exactly. And then says something else. And I was like, <laughs> Just saying exactly to whatever EO said was so good. And we end up with this match Dakota and Dana Brooke. It was not a bad match, it was pretty solid. But it was not. It was our first time seeing Dakota on the main stage with a one-on-one. It, this does not feel the same as it felt to get EO versus Bianca Belair. You know what I mean? No, I know we got a clean finish on this one and we didn't on the other, but I was kind of like, uh, mm, doesn't have that same gravitas that we're dealing with a major star. Yeah. Putting EO against Bianca did. Yeah, because... And, and once again, going to Clash of the Castle is that's why I hated that you know, Asuka and Alexa won because, you know, we're going to see them in a regular tag, then a triple or a six-woman tag. Not in the same night, though. No, 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 not in the same night, but it's back-to-back. Yeah, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you even had Bianca versus uh, Dakota here, I think, you know, you don't need a clean finish. It sets up, once again, you know, towards both of those matches that I just mentioned. And it makes Dakota look good. Because, it, it, you know, here, like, no disrespect to Dana by any means, but Dakota beating her isn't 
where they're at right now isn't a you know a cap or a feather in the cap as they say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was just a little short. It was you know where Dana's at. I don't even like. Once again, I don't want to shit on Dana, but she's not even in the mid card of the women's division. Yes, she is the twenty four seven champion, but right now I think she's you know she's below mid card in the women's division. Yes, I agree, and I thought that um, it was a good match, but it just I felt like it undercut Dakota a little bit, where we got the reverse with EO. Uh, mm. But I did like all the stuff, Bailey yelling. Yeah, the match together. Uh, it does bring us to the main event, though. Dolph Ziggler versus Theory, which was just a good match with two du- two good dudes, which isn't, like, a bad thing to say, but there was, like, you could have thrown us in the middle because it wasn't a title on the line. There wasn't something – there was no stakes here. It was just Brief- two dudes. Yeah, the briefcase point. wasn't on the line. Yeah. And I, I said it when Dolph first came back. I was like, oh, he's going to take the briefcase. Mm. And that's – like, I wanted – Dolph to win so bad, like, I was like, come on, like, go, you know, and it was a great match, like, but once again, the main event just didn't feel like the main event. Yes. AJ versus Bobby definitely felt like the main event. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It just felt that way. And like you said, the, the briefcase wasn't on the line, so even if I mean, it would have been great if they put the briefcase on the line and Theory mm-hmm. kept it. Because every mm-hmm. other time they've put it on the line, the person's lost it. And so yeah. I'm like, oh, this is how they get rid of getting taken it off. This would have been great for them mm-hmm. to, like, solidify Theory just being like, no, 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 this is mine and I've earned it and there's yeah. no getting it off of me. Well, yeah, especially line, with Dolph. Yeah, especially with Dolph sitting there saying you were given your opportunities and stuff like that. You were, you were handed everything. Like, you know, or Dolph said I wasn't handed, you know. The yes. briefcase and stuff like that. If 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 that happened and you know theory one, cool. Once it's the exact opposite of Live Morgan, where they would solidify theory as the Money in the Bank champion. Is that what they call him? Money in the Bank holder, I think. Briefcase holder. Yeah, something like that. Mister Money so, in the Bank. Yeah, it it would have solidified him as that, and you know. You put him like, hey, he's he's worthy of said title. Yes. Yeah. It would have like really doubled down on him. Like, hey, no, no, no this was not mm-hmm. a mistake. We weren't we weren't joking. Yeah. And and if they would have put it on the line, it would have shut up all of the fucking internet communities because of it. Yes. If they put if they put the briefcase on the line and theory held it, because if you know. The internet community, if they would have seen, yo, Dolph is going for the briefcase, they would have been like, oh, shit, this is where it comes, you know, where everyone's speculated. Theory gets pushed to the side. You know, Dolph is going to take it. And Theory wins. Woo! That would have been awesome. Yes. Uh, Justin does bring up a good point, though. It goes, nice to see Theory get a win. Hate the whole you win money in the bank, then go on a losing streak thing they do. What? Are you there? I'm not hearing you. I just lost your audio. I don't know if that's my side, though. Let me see if I can double-check this. Audio. Oh, 
How about now? I'm here. We're good. You go. You're back. Have a drink, right. everybody. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Have a drink. Uh, I'll drink too. Which is 100% true. They, they give someone the money in the bank, and then they go on this massive losing streak, where really what you should be solidifying is this person is truly main event caliber, champion caliber. Mm -hmm. It's just somebody who we haven't thought of on that level, or you haven't seen that way, but they are there. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. So it was really good in that regard, too. Um. I don't have anything else though. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good way to, I thought it was a good show. I thought all the parts were there. I think that I just would have flip flopped those last two segments with the AJ Bobby Lashley thing. Just yeah. if I were to, if I were to re. Yeah. Like and you close the, out, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And you would close the show out once again with Dexter Loomis this time, you know, jumping over the barricade, he's getting closer, you know, especially if he knocked over, you know, Corey and everyone. And stuff like that, and that's the way the show ends in chaos like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and even this time, instead, you know, instead of Byron whispering, like he's like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, I was gonna say the fuck part, but you know, what the hell is Dexter Loomis doing here? Yeah, and Corey's like, "Don't even mention his name," and then it cuts off. Yeah, like oh yeah, I think that would have been better. Yeah, a lot. It'd been great. It'd been great. Uh, and and again, it wasn't bad as it was. We're just nitpicking. No. Which is also yes. in, uh, really fun to do at a, at a, to be at a point where we could be super picky of like, instead of being like, this shouldn't be in the show at all. We're just kind of like, I think I would have put it in a different order, but I would have left it all the mm -hmm. same. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the amount of times we've talked about stuff where we've just been like, I could have done completely without 45 minutes to an hour and a half of this show. You know what yeah. I mean? Like for us to just get to a point where it's all like, it was all perfect. Would I put it in a different order? <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how specific can we get? Like, this is awesome. This is fun. It's so fun to watch. And I love watching the people uh, eat crow, as it were, when, they, when they're when they going like, I don't know, Raw's Ro pretty good all of a sudden. I don't and, but I love it. I love people yeah. who hate everything WWE having to start to acknowledge that. Acknowledge them. Go alone. Yeah, acknowledge them. Let me grab my We The Ones phone figure again. Acknowledge them. Dude, I'm ready for the last call if you are, though. Yeah, I am. Any final thoughts? Grievances? Do you want to call uh, Bishop any horrible names if he's still in the, the chat? Oh, no. He ignored us a long time. That's a good point. Yeah, he's like the Dexter Loomis of our show. He's trying to I do. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't mention his name. <laughs> Don't give him the time of day. Yeah. He's trying to break out of the show. It's like, God, oh, give me the link. Just give me the fucking link. Send <laughs> me the link. <laughs> the one thing I will say that's kind of been bothering me is I hate how they call the Usos 3D, 1D now. They call it the 1D because it's one and done. Yeah, but... It goes back to what I said before about them being one person. Now it's two guys, one D. Dude, you and I got one D between us. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm hogging it. But... <laughs> 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 Guys, we'll be back tomorrow night. Talk NXT, AE Dub, and any other 
terrible thing going on in wrestling. We got a lot to drink away, I'm sure. I haven't watched. I mean, Dynamite hasn't aired yet, but I'm sure Omega will be back, which will be um, so exciting. Uh, I have enjoyed the... Yeah, I've enjoyed a lot of the memes of people being like, this is what Kenny's going to be like when he gets back, and it's all like him confused about where's Cody and shit. I, I do think that's funny, but... That would be hilarious. Yeah, he kind of comes out. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss anything while I was out? Yeah. Anything, anything happen? Mm-hmm. Okay. I missed Mania. Anybody watch it? Uh, Where's that other guy that's normally over here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll be back tomorrow night right here in the dive bar of the IWC to talk a little bit more wrestling. Cause that's what we like to do. You'll never know who will show up because uh, I've got very little control over my own show, so I don't know either, uh, bottom line. So, Kev, anything you want to put over before you, we go? No. All right. All right. Don't put over anything then. We are at WOTR the show. I am at Ref Marsh. Guys, go to wrestlingontherocks.com for all of our links and other things. Uh, we got our shop there. You can get some t-shirts, some pint glasses, wine tumblers, all sorts of cool shit. Uh, outside of that, guys, that's the last call. Cheers. Producer Lady here, thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.